Hello, I'm Andrew Suskind, and I'm a therapist and author based on the west side of Los Angeles since 1992, specializing in trauma and addictions. Welcome to my podcast, named after my recent book, It's Not About the Sex. Here we have honest conversations related to compulsive sexual behavior and trauma, all from a sexual health perspective. Our intention is to offer fresh viewpoints and practical strategies toward establishing greater intimacy and a more deeply connected life. Let's begin. Hello, Sue. Hi, Andrew. How's it going? It's going really well. I'm doing good. I'm on spring break. Well, I don't know. It's not really spring. Is it? Yeah, it is actually, right? <laughs> We're not quite at summer till next week, you I think. You can't tell when it's 98 degrees. If it's, That's right. If it's spring or summer. But yeah, so this week I was doing some uh, self-care in between classes and uh, it's good to be here with you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I had two weeks off mm. and I feel revitalized. I feel so rested and ready to take on the podcast. Cool. Well, I'm, yeah. so glad. I'm so glad we're doing this. Me too. So um, I was talking to you about this off, off the pod, so to speak. And um, I just thought, I know you've had people on in the past to talk about brain spotting, but you know all about brain spotting. You're certified in that. And I thought it'd be interesting to kind of hear your take on it. Um, maybe you could help us understand the history of it a little bit, where it came from, and actually figure out how the process works and mm -hmm. what is the outcome of it. Well, mm -hmm. Why do people do brain spotting? All that sure. kind of stuff. I would love to talk about it. And our previous brain spotting guests, I think, came from more of a either a scientific perspective, a more academic scientific perspective. Our, our most recent with a focus on addictions and all of that is, is fantastic, of course. But like we talked about, some, some of the mystery around brain spotting doesn't really have to be so mysterious, right? Mm -hmm. And so maybe we can break through that mystery today together. Yeah, that'd be great. So where would you like to begin? Well, just like where did brain starting spot brain starting spot? <laughs> where did <laughs> where did brain spotting start? <laughs> it's a tongue twister. <laughs> um so Dr. David Grand is the founder of brain spotting. And just a little bit about David. He has been a therapist and actually a psychoanalyst since the 80s. Very traditional training, uh, first in social work and, and a PhD in psychology. And he was one of the earlier pioneers of EMDR. And I'll talk a little bit more about EMDR in a moment. But he was really invested in the EMDR community and eventually developed his own version of EMDR that he called natural flow EMDR. Okay. And, and so he was very much in the, the pioneering days of nervous system regulation and helping folks with, with trauma, right? That was the original um, focus. In 2003, and this is where it gets interesting, he was working with a client 
uh, for about a year and she was a 16 year old figure skater. Hmm. And as the story goes, she came to him primarily for some, some childhood trauma, but also because she had trouble with some of her performance anxiety and not being able to take her, her actual skating to the next level. Okay. So what happened was he has, he had been working with her for about a year doing the EMDR thing and it just wasn't getting her where she wanted to go. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you're familiar, Sue, but back then in 2003, it was really important for women figure skaters to have a solid triple loop. Okay. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> not the yeah. double sow cow. <laughs> exactly. Not that, not the double axle, but but really the triple, the triples at the okay, time. So were, that was, were, yeah. Now they're doing quads, I think. But exactly. Yeah, I know it's a different time and place right. in 2022. <laughs> but what what happened was he was working with her in EM and an EMDR style. And when we talk about EMDR, it's it's bilateral stimulation where almost like what you see in a traditional uh, hypnosis, it's the back and forth movement, Mm -hmm. bilateral movement. And the person is following either a light strobe or, or, um, or actual fingers, but, but it's, it's moving the eyes back and forth. And what David noticed with this particular figure skater is when he slowed down the movement, something different was happening. And so he asked her, would it be okay to just stay at this particular spot and, and see what happens? And of course she was open to it. She had had a lot of trust in him at that point. And when he stayed with her in that one spot, rather than going back and forth, there was processing like never before. Wow. Her eyes were wobbling, which is a common processing kind of experience. There was um, different movements in her body. There was sweating. There, there was this this experience of of her having a lot of um, a lot of somatic processing in in such a way that they hadn't seen before. So she left the session, and David said, "Why don't you call me in the morning from the rink and let me know how the triple loop goes." So what do you think happens to? She hit it. She nailed it. She nailed the triple loop. And the story goes that she she never missed it or hardly ever missed it after that. Wow. So he knew that something very powerful had occurred mm-hmm. and started to use what he called the brain spot, right? Rather than the back and forth, finding a spot where the processing naturally happens and and what actually happened was he he just started doing what eventually came to be called brain spotting on everyone who would do it with him his colleagues his patients his dog i mean whoever would do it with him he would he would practice it and more than what he experienced with the MDR, things really were shifting internally for people. Uh, and um, there was relief of, of symptoms. That's so interesting. Yeah. So uh, you said the word shifting. 
Um, cause when you were talking about the eye movement stopping, um, and then there's the wobble of the eyeball, um, would you say that shifting is like a processing thing or like, can you explain what, what that shifting means? Okay. When uh, a client finds a brain spot, then we're not going to have time to really be able to, to put that in, in words because it's, it's something that's so specific to what happens in session. Mm -hmm. But when they find that spot where the activation in their body is higher, what we're talking about, what I call shifting, but it's not the best term is anything from head to toe that is moving. We're looking for movement. So some people will, um, the most common thing is that maybe they'll their eye blinking will increase or will will actually have a different rhythm to it. Okay. So the eyes are are really really important with both EMDR and brain spotting. But from head to toe, some people will just start their legs will start moving, okay. or one finger will start moving, or they'll say that they're having heat in their neck or something on the crown of their head is feeling like a vibration. So it's really anything that is moving somatically in the body. And, and that's the, what we could consider the release or the discharge, right? We're always looking for movement because if, if someone's too still and we're, and they're not experiencing movement, they may or may not be benefiting from the process. But some people are very, very quiet um, processors, and some people are just have more happening that that's visible. Mm-hmm. But I can almost always see something shifting in in the ocular system and in, in the eyes, and that's why there's that particular research that goes on that that shows us that that kind of difference that shows up in the eyes is really showing us that that there's some kind of healing that that's happening interesting so two things i wanted to go back to um and you bring up somatic um can you just unbox that a little bit like what does that mean sure so in traditional talk therapy oftentimes i used to ask questions and i still do like how 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 do you feel about that or what are you thinking around what we're talking about? And so there's a lot of focus on, on thoughts and feelings, which is part of therapy, right? It's part of awareness. It's part of observing oneself, et cetera. Nowadays, I ask questions like, and this happens in brain spotting all the time, what's happening in your body right now? What are you noticing internally. Hmm. I noticed when I said something about your mother, you looked in a different direction. What, what happened in your body as you did that? Right? So we're really helping to grow what, what's often called somatic awareness and helping people have that more comprehensive experience of thoughts, feelings, 
and sensations, right? Sensations are really what describes what's happening in the body. So it's an overall awareness, but being able to actually say it, what it is, to, to put Correct. words to the actual feeling. Cool. Right. And because I'll, because I'll just share something about my own process around this. You know, I, I was very frozen and intellectualized and still work on that all the time. Um, but because of my background, that was my survival strategy. And in somatic work, like brain spotting, it's really about thawing. It's really about being able to know what's happening in my body, what's happening internally. Um, how do I ground myself and really feel my body in my chair, my feet connected to the floor beneath me, all of those things that I was kind of a talking head. And since we come from the eighties, you know, I, I think that being a talking head is, is being cut off from certain parts of who we are. Sure. Right. Yeah. There is a big disconnect between our heads and our bodies for sure. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. So can you talk a little bit about the training you did and, and um, like how that came to be for you? It's, it's actually a very simple story. I had a few colleagues who I respect and, and, and really, really look up to who had taken the brain spotting training. And I saw their, their practices change and I also saw the way they carry themselves differently because part of training is working on oneself. It's not just an academic, you know, I'll work on my clients and not deal with what's going on in me. It's, it's, it's really both. And so that's really what opened the door. And what I love about the brain spotting training is the initial foundational training is one year. It's three long weekends. And so that could be it. Like uh, someone might just stop right there. I, I, I got so excited about it that I, I joined a consultation group. I um, had some buddies that I was in the training with where we would do the sessions on each other. Mm -hmm. And I, I just love the process, you know? And so it, it became clear to me that I, I, I ended up assisting some other, some trainings and, Actually, in August, I'm going to a five-day intensive with my favorite trainer in Colorado. And so it's an ongoing process. It's not like just going to a few weekends and letting it drop. It, it really has to be something that I think you're inspired by and that you, you continue to use on a regular basis. Would you be able to do a little like mock session here with me? Just kind of maybe talk, talk through it a little bit like for our audience. <laughs> Of course. I mean, that that's, that's the part that can't quite be um, replicated in a podcast. But what I would like to share, because this is the important part, is that there is a sequence that we use, okay. uh, what we call a setup, that is really the, the structure of, of brain spotting. But with that said, EMDR has a different language and I, I, I'm not EMDR trained, but I want to say that EMDR is way more structured and has a protocol 
to how they work. And, and Francine Shapiro, who developed EMDR, had a very particular vision for it. And, and there are variations of it nowadays, um, attachment-based EMDR, um, different kinds of EMDR. But what, what I love about brain spotting is it's not rigid at all. David Grand talks about being the tail of the comet, where our clients are really like the comet and we are the tail, we're never in front of them. Their nervous system and, and their experience is what we're watching and, and observing and following. So it's very respectful in that way. The setups, just to set up for mm-hmm. our listeners, I, I haven't counted them all, but there's probably a dozen different setups. So I'm going to be talking about gaze spotting, G-A-Z-E spotting, because I've been doing so much of that online with my, my clients. And so some people might know that with brain spotting, there, there is a pointer that we use to help people find the brain spot. But with gaze spotting, it's actually um, where someone, their eyes naturally gravitate in a particular direction. It's not that they're looking at a particular spot as, you know, that that's the activation. And we're going to talk about this a little more as we go, go on. It's the angle of the eyes. Right. Okay. It's not the object you're looking at. It's, Thank you. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so with that said, okay. go ahead. I was just yeah. going to say, I do catch myself and I don't know, this is probably just human thing, like doing that without, you know, just like. I'd be staring off into something just completely mindless and be like, oh, I catch myself. And I noticed the dog does that too. Is that just a natural thing that he built off of? Yes, it's, it's not only natural, but it's informative in the sense of is if we're gazing off in a particular direction, like I, I think about like little kids who sometimes look like they're kind of just, you know, zoning out or, right. but Oftentimes, there's something very pleasurable. You know, there might be a, a direction somebody looks at that just, it, it's the eyes want to go there, right? So it can go in a lot of directions, but it could be pleasurable. It could be a, a way of processing. But either way, it's absolutely the human condition mm-hmm. that, that does that. And that's what's so cool about brain spotting because it's just harnessing what we naturally do. In this crazy world, busy world. <laughs> In our crazy, busy world. Right. That's right. All right. So, so do you want to yeah, walk just, through the let's sequence? Let's kind of walk through your sequence. All right. So this is a gaze spotting sequence. So if I were in session with you, where I would begin is to ask you to come up with a memory or an experience. Um, it could be in in the distant past or it could be very recent um it doesn't have to be traumatic but something that was either disturbing or just was difficult or stressful for you so when i say that out loud is there something in particular that that you might want to share with me about something stressful or disturbing um Okay. So yeah, like I always go back to this stressful time, (laughs) Um, second grade where I wet my pants in the middle of class. Yeah. Yeah. 
So say a little bit more about the circumstances and, and what was so challenging for you. During that time. Um, so I think I was at that time very shy and introverted and d didn't know to how to assert myself and, and actually ask the teacher if I could leave the room. So I was struggling mm. with that for a while, sitting there, and there was a sign that when someone left the room to go to the bathroom, they would flip it over, and it was flipped over, and I sat there waiting for someone to come back, and they never did, and I just didn't get up and and go. So I struggle with that assertiveness, you know, and that just not taking care of myself in that moment. Mm. And as you're reflecting on, on that moment, what's happening right now for you? Inside. So I just feel sad about it for that little person. Yeah. And where do you experience the sadness in your body right now? Um, I'd say I feel it in my gut. That's where it mm -hmm. sits pretty heavy in there. Mm -hmm. So let's just take a moment and, and notice what's happening in your gut. And, and that you're acknowledging that there's a sadness as you're reflecting back on, on that second grade part of you. So if, if, if you could just double check from head to toe, any, anything else that you're picking up on physically? Yeah. I mean, I feel like pressure in my chest a little bit, you know, and just, yeah, just kind of the heaviness all over. Mm -hmm. Sure. So just notice that. And if you were to rate the activation in your gut and your chest from zero to 10, 10 being the most activation, how high is it at this moment? Um, probably like around a six. Okay. Yeah. So I'm wondering, because I've been watching your eyes as, as we're talking about this, I'm wondering if you're aware of where your eyes naturally gravitate right now, and I can help you if you need it. Oh, I feel like they go, my eyes go down. Okay. To the left, maybe, yeah. Uh-huh. So what I want to invite you to do is just allow your eyes to go where they want to go. It sounds like you're aware that there's something about that direction, right? And... We're just going to stay there. That's going to be the brain spot for today's session. And what I want to invite you to do is you can share as much or as little as you choose. I think I mentioned before, some people are quieter processors. Some people really want to connect and, and share out loud what's happening. So what I would like you to do is just stay with that particular spot 
And if there's any feelings, images, memories, sensations that you're having, we're just going to spend a few minutes here for the sake of this demonstration. But I'm going to be quiet and, and just let you be with that direction from, from your eyes where, where you are right now. I do feel that I was comforted or some comforts coming. Mm -hmm. And I do, I do feel a little lighter and not as heavy. Where do you feel lighter? Just in my core. Okay. So just notice that. I feel like I can breathe easier. Mm-hmm. And just saying that and breathing easier just it feels better just doing that. Mm -hmm. And when you say better, is there a place in your body where you're feeling better or different? Well, I just feel like I was very tight in my chest and mm -hmm. I don't feel as though I'm that tight right now. Great. And that sometimes I forget to breathe and I think that's what I'm getting from this. Yeah, Honestly. great. Just going to go a couple more minutes and let you savor what's happening in terms of your breath opening up, your chest not being as heavy. Just notice that. So we're fast forwarding the process, but for the sake of our listeners, mm -hmm. if you can scan your body from head to toe right now just take a moment to scan your body what are you noticing now i'm noticing that i don't have those feelings anymore and that i feel i'm back to zero where we were before we started back to zero in terms of the amount of um, disturbance or mm -hmm. yeah. activation Huh. And what's that like to be at zero? It's just pleasant. It just feels good. I feel like I, I healed myself a little bit and just reminded myself that I can, I can take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that's a beautiful description. And, and I, I, I want to highlight that, but I also want to debrief a little bit more with you. What I do after I check from head to toe, the, the scan of the body, is you kind of anticipated it. You, you said, I'm having a, a zero on the, on the zero to 10. We call it SUDS scale. Mm -hmm. um, and so what did you notice? I know this was very abbreviated, but what did you notice in, in the experience with the gay spotting? I noticed like this twitch. I don't know if you could see it. I had this twitch going. <laughs> oh my which, mouth. Which, what what do you think about the twitch? What what do you think that might be saying? Yeah, that there's other stuff going on <laughs> inside me that um uh, what I was doing, I needed to just keep doing it and and then it was going to create this path almost to to my healing. Uh, twitching by the way is is a very common um, release 
right? There's some kind of discharge. We, we, we don't know exactly how that works. Um, and I'm not an academic, so I, I don't talk in those terms, but we know that something's moving, right? Like I talked about before, we're looking for movement. We're looking for relief. Most people who benefit from brain spotting, to answer your earlier question, feel like they get perspective hmm. or room around the issue so it doesn't feel quite as burdensome and that when they go back to revisit in this case you know wedding yourself as a second grader that it doesn't have the same charge that it had before that's the hope yeah no i totally get that yeah what i wanted to mention visually is that with my clients who are doing any kind of brain spotting, I give them the option of actually putting on a headset and having very, very soft bilateral sounds. What uh -huh. we do know, what the research has shown is that when there's bilateral sounds, it can actually promote more processing, that it's not necessary. Some people don't like to, to have that um, in addition to, they just want to be without sounds or, or it's almost like um, new age kind of music, but it goes back and forth from, from one ear to the other very, very slowly. And, and it's very, very soft. So I, I always say it's important that you can hear my voice and just hear the background sounds at the same time. Some people find it super soothing and actually use it to help go to sleep at night and, and to feel um, some stress relief. So bilateral sounds can, can, can be fantastic. I wanted to also share that if, if I had 10 brain spotters, brain spotting therapists, talking about their sequence of, of working with their clients, there would be all kinds of variations. And what I love about David's training and, and his perspective on, on this is that there's no one size fits all. There's no rigidity to the process that being the tail of the comet and following the, the client's nervous system and letting that healing happening. Right. So, so I think you kind of said this Sue, that there was something about you feeling like you were healing yourself. I was, I was witness. Um, we have what we sometimes call a relational attunement, meaning that I am right here with you and really tuned into your process, but that, um, that there's something about not feeling locked into a particular approach beyond the initial setup. Does that make sense? Right, right. Yeah, no, it does make sense. And I think like that you knowing your clients too and knowing their energy and um, you're great at being able to guide and, and help people get to what it is they need and what they're looking for. Some clients gravitate to it really, really well. And some people feel frustrated by it. And so I don't take that personally, but I do offer it and I, I invite people to consider it um, as an alternative or as a complement to talk therapy. I, I, 
once in a blue moon, I'll see somebody just for brain spotting, but typically they'll have another therapist who does the talk therapy piece. And then I'll work with them just on the brain spotting. But you're right. I, I, most people I've, I've known already. And so I have a sense of how to be with them. And honestly, it's interesting the word guide, because I kind of see their nervous system as, as my guide, right? That I, I really am humble to the process and to knowing that their nervous system has a lot of wisdom and we're trying to un, un uh, what's the word to, to tap into that and to understand what that healing path really is. Right. I mean, does that, I'm, I'm curious because this is the first time you and I have done this together. And so I kind of blindsided you a little bit, but, but is there anything that, that either surprises you or concerns you or, or that you have questions about um, in terms of how, how this experience was for you today? And I know it was very, very short, but. Yeah, well, I think like because I felt that I, I'm going to look into it more, I think like that's a good a good starting point. You know, I think um, I, I'm i not going to walk away from it without um, taking something from that with me and and kind of processing a little more and see if I try this again on my own, am I going to have the same feelings and emotions that I felt when we just started it? So um, I think maybe I'm not completely over it or maybe it still is in there, but, um, yeah, I wasn't expecting to go there today. <laughs> and, um, 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 yeah, I think it, it will help me like move forward with the healing in that. And I think there's a lot of, uh, little young me that needs some more trauma healing. And, and so, it's 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 an exciting step for me. I'm gonna take it and learn from it, and I think you know apply it and see what happens. And I'd be happy to to offer some brain spotting time with you as a follow up. How long do your sessions usually take? I fit them into fifty minutes. Fifteen or fifty? 50. Oh. Yeah, it's a regular. Um, session therapy session yeah there are um some brain spotters who will offer longer sessions for folks who want that additional time to process whether it be 75 minutes or 90 minutes um or or even intensives like david grand will work with um athletes or performers um in a, a more intensive way and and you know, it, it really varies. So that, again, there's no cookie cutter approach. And, and the other thing I just wanted to, to share is that I find this very, very respectful. Nothing is being done to you as, as the client. It's more about giving space for, for you to have an opportunity to, give oxygen to something that maybe hasn't been focused on in a, in a long time. Right. It's interesting. Um, 
yeah, the word oxygen is important because I mean, for me, it was like breathing into it, and that was important in that moment, and that's what I needed to do. And before we wind down our time, what I wanted to share is that it's really about curiosity and hmm. open heartedness and willingness to try a different kind of uh, approach to to what it means to deal with not only traumatic memories. I mean, some of my clients will come in and say, I had this really awful talk with my business partner yesterday and I can't shake it. And mm. I might say, well, would you like to do some brain spotting around that? So David Grant is very clear that it's not just about trauma. It's about any activation uh -huh. that is being held in the nervous system, the stored memories that happen to all of us when something is too much to process at the time. Okay, that's great. Because I was going to ask you, like, what other places can you hit as far as like outside of trauma? So that's good to know. Anything that's activating. Gosh, <laughs> so much. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Is there a way to do you, I mean, I think even though you are the tail of the comet, is there um, practice that people can take from this and do on their own or is it definitely needs? It's, it's, it's a bigger answer than this, but yeah, there is something called self brain spotting, but initially it has to be taught to someone mm -hmm. and I'm actually not that familiar with it. Um, I see it and this is my bias as a collaborative process where there's both the neurobiological attunement and the relational attunement. And for me, nothing can be, can replace the experience of, of two humans in that relational field um and the witness of it is so important yeah you know i get that especially when we're talking sometimes about early childhood experiences because many times my clients will come in and, and just tell me i was completely alone and when that happened whatever that was there was nobody that i could talk to and so when we're sitting together quietly with the bilateral sounds, with the brain spotting sequence, with the nervous system, it's, it's reparative without doing anything, mm, right? Yeah. There's a, um, an acronym in the brain spotting community uh, called WAIT. And WAIT means why am I talking? And that's for the brain spotting therapist. Mm -hmm that it's a very subtle, quiet process. If I'm talking too much, there's something going on with me. I'm anxious or I'm trying too hard or whatever that mm -hmm. is. But why am I talking? I, I love that. That's interesting. We yeah. talk a lot about therapy and the stillness within it and how it's okay. The silent, what you do with that silence is, uh, is an important thing to consider and think about. I mean, where else in life do we really get to sit with another person quietly? Yeah, this doesn't happen enough. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we're talking really about a, a attachment uh, repair. We're talking about, you know, old ruptures that, you know, created a profound sense of isolation mm -hmm. for a lot of folks. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here kind of getting um, warm and fuzzy, literally in my body, my sensations, um, because brain spotting changed my practice and it really changed my nervous system. And I've been doing it, I think six years now, six or seven years. And, um, and I'm still very enthusiastic about it. I'm so excited to do the five day intensive with, uh, my favorite trainer. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. Yeah. And, and by the way, for anybody who's interested in, in checking out some of the research and understanding a little bit more, uh, brainspotting.com is the website. That's easy enough to remember. Yeah. All right, Sue, thank you so much for your willingness and cooperation and love. And um, I hope that our, our listeners got a little better sense of what brain spotting can be about. Thanks, Andrew. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening today. It was really intimate sharing the time with my colleague and friend, Sue Merlino, and demonstrating this really sometimes mysterious but powerful process called brain spotting. If you want to learn more about brain spotting, check out www.brainspotting.com. And if you're so inclined, please give us a five star rating and be sure to sub subscribe and share my podcast with those who may benefit. I look forward to you joining us the next time. And don't forget to stay connected.